It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There were some people that came into Saturday still wondering, is South Carolina's hot start for real? Well, the Gamecocks backed up all their play today with a big win over Mississippi State. Let's talk about it right here on Locked On Gamecocks. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome to this live reaction edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and I'm also a staff writer for Gamecock Digest over on SI.com. Thank y'all so much for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team here today. We are free and available as always, both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. What a game by Michi Johnson and the South Carolina Gamecocks. Obviously, for those who have watched South Carolina basketball for a very long time, especially when it comes to men's basketball, we all know that once SEC play begins, that is really when you find out what kind of basketball team that you have. And yes, Lamont Paris and the Gamecocks, they did go 12-1 and throughout non-conference play. But the one thing that people were still hesitant about is, you know, just how good is this team because of the somewhat lackluster competition that they faced? You know, they earned quad one wins over Virginia Tech and Grand Canyon, and they probably should have beaten Clemson if they hadn't shot themselves in the foot a bunch in the second half of that contest. But because of the lack of, you know, high-intensity matchups, some people still wondered, you know, is this a potential NCAA tournament team? I think South Carolina proved on Saturday that, yes, they are a potential NCAA tournament team because they went in there and they faced a team in Mississippi State that coming into this game had four players, six foot seven or taller, that averaged 6.2 rebounds or more per game, including preseason All-American selection Tolu Smith. When I saw that this morning, when I made my preview article on Gamecock Digest, I sat there and thought to myself, this is a mismatch. For South Carolina. This is a team that obviously relies heavily on their outside shooting, on their guard play, and yes, they have B.J. Mack on the interior who can definitely do some good things for you, but behind B.J. Mack, there's just not a whole lot. And outside of really Josh Gray, there's not really a whole lot of size for this Gamecock front court. And Mississippi State, they're the exact opposite. They have got so much depth in the front court. They got guys that can put touch on their shots around the basket. Tolu Smith, again, is a guy that when he's fully healthy and he gets going over the next couple weeks, he'll be dominating a lot of other teams. But today, South Carolina, you know, it it was a battle of styles, and their style won out at the end of this basketball game. I'll go ahead and start off with the beginning of this game because the Gamecocks, they did get off to a slow start. I don't believe they crossed the 10-point threshold until around 10, 9 minutes left in the first half. And the big issue for the Gamecocks was the fact that they kept trying to seemingly attack the Bulldogs from the wing spot on the court. And the Bulldogs, their defensive strategy was quite simple. If you put the ball out to the wing or to the corner, they were sending a second 
off-ball defender over there, and they were trying to trap you. They were double-teaming you, and they were basically trying to make it really difficult for you to either get maybe a potential shot off or possibly force a turnover, make you hold on to the ball so they could reach in and try to create a jump ball opportunity or be able to bat a ball away. South Carolina, for about the first 8 to 10 minutes of this game, they kept going to the wing, but eventually... They changed things up offensively. They started driving from the top of the key. And that charge was led by Michi Johnson. Michi Johnson finished this game with 24 points. I believe just a few points shy of his career high. And he showed today why he is undoubtedly South Carolina's best player. But not only that, Michi Johnson needs to start being brought up in the conversation of the best players in the entire Southeastern Conference. Miji Johnson, the thing that impressed me the most with his play today, it wasn't just the three-point shooting, because we all know at this point, Miji Johnson can be a knockdown shooter. We know he can shoot it from NBA range. But the difference in today's game for Miji Johnson was his decision-making, his basketball IQ. There, I cannot recall a single sequence or play in this game where I sat there and thought to myself, man, Michi really made a mistake there. He should have done that a little bit differently. Not one time did I find myself thinking that or saying that out loud. Michi Johnson made the right play almost every single time he had the basketball in his hands. And he is a big reason why South Carolina, towards the end of the first half, they really started to find something against this Bulldogs defense. They were driving to the basket. They were getting decent looks, despite the obvious size advantage, again, that Mississippi State had in that front court. They were making great passes, going from the basket or inside the paint out to the three-point line. Found Miles Studi a few times in the corner wide open for three. They made a bunch of good plays. And the other thing that should be known in the first half, besides Michi kick-starting things offensively for the Gamecocks, the defense was quite good. And that was despite the fact that Josh Gray, in about five minutes of play in the first half, got three fouls. I believe he got his third foul with about six to five minutes left in that first half. Now, if I had told you before the games happened that Josh Gray was going to get three fouls in the first half... You would have probably been thinking to yourself, oh boy, South Carolina's probably down by what, 8, 10, maybe 12 points at worst in, in that situation. And South Carolina, shockingly, to a certain extent, they were better almost without a bigger body and Josh Gray out there. And that is what you really should take away from this game. Basketball, it used to be all about what you had in your front court, what you had in the paint area, what you could do on the low block and on the baseline. And you can still play that way in today's game of basketball. But now it's possible, especially at the college game, it is possible for teams to roll out a smaller lineup that relies more on their shooting, their passing, and their decision-making more so than just sheer size and ability to rebound the basketball. And I'm not trying to make it out like Mississippi State is just all size. They're not. They've got really good skilled players. That is a tournament team right there that South Carolina just played. And that's what's so impressive about this win. South Carolina faced arguably the toughest defense they've played to this point in the season, and they found a way to make more plays than their opponent did at the end of this game. Now, they certainly made things interesting at the end, uh, missing some critical free throws, and uh, Zachary Davis making probably one of the bigger mistakes that you can make at the end of a game, which is foul on a three-point shot, and it turns to a four-point play for the Bulldogs, but... 
at the end of the day, South Carolina, they did enough to win this game, win a rock fight, as I would call it, against a team that wants to put you in a rock fight scenario, that wants to make you have to defend them inside the paint, that wants to make you earn all the points you get offensively. But the Gamecocks were not deterred. They took some blows early from Mississippi State. Mississippi State by far had all the momentum for about the first six, seven minutes. But once South Carolina got things going offensively, the game was just different. And let's be honest, the best player on the floor on Saturday afternoon, it was nobody on Mississippi State squad. It was Michi Johnson for South Carolina. So a lot to like about this victory. We're going to continue to talk about this game in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. There's a couple games going on later today. The Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers will be playing, I believe, in about an hour or so at the time of this show taking place. And later on tonight, the Colts and the Texans will be playing one another to decide the winner of the AFC South. You got those couple scenarios and you got a bunch of games taking place on Sunday. So that means that you got plenty of options to choose from in terms of betting, whether it's an over-under, maybe a spread, or a money line. The FanDuel app is easy to use and you can bet on quite literally anything you want. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to this live edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. Okay, I want to talk about a couple other things that we could take away from this game. And let's start off with Colin Murray Boyles. Now, Colin Murray Boyles, he only played 17 minutes in this contest, which actually surprises me a little bit because it kind of felt like that Colin played about maybe 25, 27-ish minutes. But nonetheless, Colin Murray Boyles, he was quite impressive in this game. He only scored eight points and he only recorded two rebounds. But... Kyle Murray Boyles, he continues to display flashes, show flashes of why this staff and this fan base were so excited to land him in this past recruiting cycle. Obviously, he started off this season with mononucleosis, and you know if you ever catch that, um, you're going to be out of commission for at least a couple weeks, if not a month, depending on how quickly your body bounces back from that. And so Colin Murray Boyles, he has been trying to get back to the swing of things. It's tough to do something like that in the middle of the season, especially in a sport like basketball where your conditioning is absolutely imperative. It's continuous. There's very few times where there are stoppage 
in a play. But Kyrie Boyles, he's not going to overpower guys right now. And obviously, when he faces a team like Mississippi State, you know, he's going to learn the hard way sometimes, you know, about why positioning on this sort of action is important or why you need to stick with your man more so on a pick and roll action from the perimeter. But Murray Boyles, he stepped up today. Stephen Clark, look, he obviously has been starting for this team this entire season, but especially in this kind of game, this would have been a tough game for Stephen Clark because I would probably venture to say he does not have the size of Kyle Murray Boyles or he probably can't match up against guys that are that much bigger than him. And he doesn't have quite the bounce that Kyle Murray Boyles has. And so it made sense that Kyle Murray Boyles got as much playing time as he did today, especially when you also throw in the fact that Josh Gray, again, got in foul trouble real quickly in the first half. And quite frankly, when he was out there, just found himself in a bunch of bad situations defensively, wasn't really, was not really responding quick enough to everything that was happening in front of him. So Kyle Murray Boyles did a great job. I know I'm messing up his name because I keep trying to say it so fast. Um, but he had a really good showing today. BJ Mack and Taylon Cooper, they went two for 15 combined from the floor today. That's another thing that is impressive about this win for South Carolina. Arguably two of their better players. BJ Mack, their best front court player. And then Taylon Cooper, who you could probably say is the conductor of South Carolina's offense. You know, yes, Michi is the one that might have the highest output in terms of the stat sheet. But Taylon Cooper, he is a very important piece to this team with how he orchestrates everything, how he gets guys moving to certain spots, and his decision-making with passing the basketball. Neither of those guys did a whole lot in terms of shooting from the floor today. But South Carolina, because of what they have with Michi Johnson, because of the outside shooting of Miles Studi, they were able to overcome that. This is the kind of game that last year, South Carolina, they would have lost this game. One, probably because it was still growing in year one under Lamont Paris. But also because, let's be honest, last season, South Carolina did not have a decent list of players that could beat the opponent in different ways. They did not have that ability. It was pretty much Michi Johnson, run to the basket, Hayden Brown, make an effort play maybe off the glass and make a pump fake move to draw a foul, or Gigi Jackson, just try to make some sort of crazy circus shot. That was South Carolina's offense last year, and at times, I know for fans, it was tough to watch. But this year, South Carolina, we all know about their three-point shooting ability. Almost everyone in their starting lineup and a couple guys off the bench can shoot the three-ball. But B.J. Mack, he's a guy that can play with his back to the basket. B.J. Johnson can still take guys off the dribble, but he's also learned how to get his teammates more involved. Miles Studi is a guy that can shoot from outside the three-point line. Taylon Cooper can kind of do a little bit of everything. He can go to the basket if he wants to against a smaller guard. He can shoot the mid-range, stop and pop. He can also shoot the three. Jacoby Wright, same deal. Can kind of attack you in a variety of different ways. Zachary Davis is a year older. By the way, Zachary Davis, got to give him credit. And look, he definitely had a couple of mistakes that he made in this game, like the four-point play that happened late in the second half that I brought up earlier. But Zachary Davis, there's a reason why he gets so much playing time under Lamont Paris. He plays great defense. Lamont loves his effort on that side of the floor. And Davis, again, he is getting better when it comes to learning what the right play is, learning how to make the right play on the offensive end. So for South Carolina, they've just got so much more competitive depth than they had last year. 
And that's why last year, when they were in these kind of ball games, they lost the majority of them. But now that Lamont Paris has multiple pieces to work with, he's got a couple different lineups he can throw out there. He doesn't have just one group of five guys, and he just has to throw them out there and just hope that things go well. Lamont's not in quite that kind of predicament now. He's got multiple things that he can do with his personnel. That's vital for a coach like Lamont Paris, who is trying to build something here in South Carolina, who, before he got there, sure, you could say that South Carolina was stable, but let's be honest, Frank Martin's system had grown stale. His way about his way of interacting with players in-game had grown stale for the fans, and it just was not winning South Carolina enough games. Sure, they would still be somewhat competitive at times against teams that were probably better than them, but they also would drop games that they should not drop. It's only year two under Lamont Paris, but we're already seeing signs of this program evolving at a very rapid pace. So far, South Carolina has won every game that they should have won on their schedule. South Carolina has also won games against teams that matched up pretty well against them. And I will, I'm sure today, some people are probably sitting there and saying that South Carolina might have not been the better team, but they still won. I'm not saying that, but we all know that going into this game, South Carolina, they were nationally viewed as an underdog against Mississippi State. But they still continue to find ways to win. So it's really exciting what all is happening here in Columbia. And it's only just the first game of SEC play. So they got a ton more big time matchups that are coming up in the next few weeks. And we're going to continue to try to do this a little bit more often. I can't promise I'm going to do this after every game, but I know there wasn't a Friday show that came out. Again, that is my bad. That's my fault. And I knew that this game was probably going to come down to the wire. And so I felt like this would be a good time to get back into this, trying to do a reaction show after one of these games. Um, But we're not going to be finished just yet. I'm going to take a couple of y'all's questions to conclude this show in just a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is also brought to you by Game Time. Now, I gave y'all a couple of good deals for this men's basketball game earlier this afternoon. You could get lower bowl tickets for around 20 bucks or so. You could also get upper bowl tickets for 12 bucks. And by the way, the people at the arena, Colonial Life, they let some people from the upper deck go down to the lower deck. So if you paid maybe 12 bucks, you might have gotten a pretty good deal today in terms of where you were sitting for the majority of this contest. Tomorrow, Don Stay on the women's basketball team. It'll be their turn to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs in the Colonial Life Arena. So be sure to check out the deals that Game Time offers on their website because they take the guesswork out of buying tickets. All you got to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, Create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, that's locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, welcome back to this reaction edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. 
All right, we've talked a lot about the game already, but I want to know what y'all's thoughts are on it. So be sure to drop your questions or any thoughts you have down below in the comment section on YouTube or wherever you are watching the show. Solid win by Whitman. Yes, that is definitely a solid win. Gamecock fan, Michi is the man without a question. Uh, Alabama is going to be a tough one, but I'm glad we continue to protect home court. Prince David, yeah, that, that's a good point. But you know something? Bama is a team that South Carolina played pretty tough last year, despite the fact that, again, they didn't have quite the personnel nor experience on the roster that maybe Lamont Paris desired. So maybe things will play a little bit differently this time around when the Gamecocks take on the Crimson Tide. Uh, let's see. Annie says, had to get mental mistakes down. I do agree with that. Yes, yeah, South Carolina, they definitely still had their stretches in this game where, you know, made a couple bad decisions in a row. And quite honestly, they kind of allowed or opened the door for Mississippi State to kind of get their way back into this game. So that's going to be the next step for the Gamecocks. You know, not just win these games, because again, you've proven now you can win these kind of games. But now when you face an opponent like Mississippi State, and you are winning with a certain amount of time left in the second half, you know, you got to learn how to slam that door shut. Because admittedly, again, if Mississippi State was a little bit better of a shooting team, maybe everything that happened at the end, it could have come back to haunt you. It didn't this time, but you know Coach Lamont Paris is thinking about that leaving the arena today. Let's see. Uh, all right. Not seeing a whole lot else. By the way, y'all ask me questions on anything you want. It could be men's basketball, women's basketball, uh, football, obviously a ton of commitments that Shane Beamer and the staff have gotten over the past couple of days. I'll definitely be sure to touch on all of that on our Monday show right here on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. But yeah, it, th th this is probably the best team that South Carolina has had, I want to say since 2018 through 19. I think that that was the team that uh, Chris Silva was a senior. I think that that team had a shot to make it to the NCAA tournament, an outside shot. But they lost a couple really bad games late in the season, if I recall. I think one of them came against the Vanderbilt Commodores up in Nashville. So, again, at some point, South Carolina may have one of those kind of losses. But so far, they're winning all the games that they should win. And when you have a non-conference schedule that's not quite up to par compared to some of these other teams, you have to have that if you're in Lamont Paris. So, by the way, the win over Mississippi State today, that's a quad one win which makes it three on the season now. I might actually start going back and doing some research on tournament teams and the average amount of quad one wins tournament teams have from the Power Four or Power Five conferences. So probably do a little bit on that in the next week or so. But it appears that nobody else has any questions for me on this game or anything else. So with that being said, that's going to do it for this live reaction edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. As always, again, leave your thoughts down below on this win in the comment section if you watch this on YouTube, or you can shoot me a direct message on X at a line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. Once again, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Saturday and enjoy this one, Gamecock Nation. I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. 
Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.